Welcome to the Bogart Podcast, episode number two. Uh, I'm Evan Bogart, uh, coming to you live from Bloomfield, New York. Um, Call into the show, 585-209-3481, or email the show at thebogartpodcast at gmail.com. Sorry about last week's episode, uh, technical difficulties and all that, so um, hopefully today this show will go pretty smoothly. Um... So, um, yeah, what did I do this week? I took the dog to the dog park this week. Um, you know, starting to get nice outside. First day of spring was last week. So, um, yeah, so I took her to the dog park. Uh, she got all muddy. It was pretty bad. Uh, luckily they had a hose at the place there. So I hosed her down and whatnot, but, uh, yeah, not too much this week going on. Um, so we'll just get right into the stories. Uh, I wanted to do this story last week, but um, we had difficult, difficult. Ah, I can't even say it. Anyways, uh, the computer shit the bed. So um, here is the kid selling candy gone wrong. This guy sure looks like he's selling candy door to door, but something sinister is about to take place. Watch what happens when the homeowner in Stockton, California, opens the door to buy a box of candy. Out of nowhere, three guys burst into the house. It's a home invasion. You can hear the woman screaming in terror. The Candyman takes off. Earlier that day, a neighbor's security camera caught Candyman trying to pull the same stunt. But this time, the homeowner refused to open the door. He spoke to Inside Edition in a mask to protect his identity. He was very fidgety. He kept looking over his shoulder. He was kind of like, you know, rocking left and right like he was just like very anxious or nervous about something. Candyman leaves and heads across the street. Was he on the lookout for his next victim? So if someone did that to my house, I, I don't know what I would do. I probably would freeze like a deer in the headlight and just fucking take whatever you want. I don't care. Things can be replaced. Lives can't. So... Okay, the next story is Orbeez Challenge. All right, let's watch this. A troubling and potentially dangerous social media trend is making its way through Central Florida right now. It's called the Orbeez Challenge, and it's caught the attention of area police. Yeah, so the challenge encourages people to shoot others with small water beads called Orbeez. Already, Ocala Police and the Volusia County Sheriff's Office have, made, have been made aware of incidents in Volusia County, at least two people have been arrested. News 6's Lauren Cervantes has been looking into this and joins us now with more. Deputies say in two separate incidents, an Amazon driver was hit and a dad and a child while playing outside here in this neighborhood, and they were hit with Orbeez, which are these water-soaked pellets. After, you know, 3 o'clock in the afternoon, we've got kids. I mean, they have kids, I have kids, they have kids. I mean, there's like you know, 15, 20 kids that are in the street at any given time. One of those kids struck by an Orbeez that was fired using an airsoft gun, according to the Volusia County Sheriff's Office. They shared this body cam video that shows him arresting 19-year-old Sean McMullen. What's your name? Uh, Sean. Sean. And 18-year-old Diego Medina Vega. Both separate cases, but both arrested for driving around and shooting at random people with Orbeez, which are these water-soaked pellets. So there's little green pellets in here, the little plastic ones. The arrest report says McMullen shot at people in two different incidents, one happening here on Larchmont Drive in Deltona, where deputies say McMullen drove by the home and shot at a dad, 
hitting him in the face, and also hitting a kid. I guess they came this away and uh, shot the one guy while his family was out with him. They had like three little kids. Um, out on bikes. Just an hour earlier, deputies say McMullen fired Orbeez at an Amazon driver who was in his delivery van off of Cloudcroft Drive, striking him in the glasses and neck. Investigators say they were able to track McMullen down after camera footage from the Amazon van caught his silver Chevrolet tracks on video. Investigators say McMullen admitted to both incidents and is now facing charges that include two counts of battery and child abuse without great harm. In the cases involving Medina Vega, deputies say he shot at and hit three different people. Two were at a food truck in a park off of Norbert Terrace, and another man was hit in the back while trimming trees. Medina Vega is facing charges, including battery. For now, in Volusia County, I'm Lauren Cervantes, getting results, News 6. Yeah, I don't know what I would do if I got hit by an Orbeez. I probably would just brush it off because, you know, I don't want the kids to really get in trouble, you know. I mean, I... Just a little water pebble hit the back of your back or neck or whatever. And, uh, yeah, I just wouldn't want these kids to get their lives ruined because they just wanted to have fun and shoot people with water guns, basically what they are. So I used to do that all the time when I was in high school. Last day of school and then right before summer, we would go and shoot water guns at like kids and stuff like that. We'd drive up and shoot kids with water guns. And there wasn't really too many police around Naples at the time because it was just a small little town. So there was no police or whatever. But so, yeah, that's what basically all we did was, you know, we shot kids with water guns and stuff like that. And we never got in trouble. But uh, now you would, nowadays they have like, Karens and stuff like that around and they want to get kids in trouble so yeah oh well all right the next story is uh Kanye West and Pete Davidson get an offer from Jake Paul here's that I have an official offer for Kanye West and Pete Davidson most valuable promotion certified I got 30 million dollars for each of you guaranteed plus pay-per-view upside for a six-round boxing match Let's make it happen. Let's settle this beef like men before the children keep on getting impacted by all of y'all's antics. Let's get it done. Make it happen. Man, I don't know what I would do if Jake Paul um, offered me $30 million. Um, that'd be crazy amount of money. And plus, they're getting the pay-per-view views. So, I mean, like, it could be, like, $50 million. Maybe not that much, but, I mean... It's a lot of money just to box someone you hate the most because Pete Davidson hates fucking Kanye West. So just beat the shit out of each other. If I was at the bet on that fight, I would bet Kanye West would win. So, yeah, I don't know. But, yeah, so hopefully that happens. That would be pretty fucking cool. I think I would get that pay-per-view. Coach gets suspended after grabbing kid with gun. Here's that. Tonight, supporters have rallied around a local coach who is facing possible suspension. Tri-Cities coach Kenneth Miller found a gun in a student's book bag in August. But it's what happened during that confrontation that now has the school district pursuing disciplinary action. Fox High's Deidre Dukes joins us live from Tri-Cities High School in East Point. And Deidre, you spoke with the coach and the people supporting him. 
That's right. The coach said he saved lives that day, and his supporters call him a hero. But school district officials say he crossed the line when he put his hands on a student. An internal investigation conducted by the Fulton County School District found police body cam video and eyewitnesses confirmed Kenneth Miller's account of the August 20th incident involving a student in possession of a loaded gun at Tri-Cities High School. We were on our way to an outdoor pep rally that day and we got noticed that the kids were planning on doing something at the pep rally. The athletic director says the school principal called him to her office that day and told him to investigate reports that some students had guns on campus. And throughout during that process, we located guns and we saved lives. But Coach Miller is facing possible suspension because of a confrontation with an unidentified student who it was later confirmed had one of the guns in her book bag. Things turned physical when the coach confronted the girl. She smacked Coach Miller's hands, knocking his phone to the floor. That's when Miller says he grabbed the girl, fearing for his own safety and others. The coach's supporters call him a hero. I'm okay with him standing up for those children. What I'm not okay with is him being railroaded because at the end of the day, teachers are putting very un compromising positions to take care of our children. But the school district wants to take disciplinary action because he admitted grabbing the student. The internal investigation found Miller's conduct was unprofessional in violation of both the Fulton County Schools Board Policy and Georgia Professional Standard Commission's Code of Ethics for Georgia educators. Miller's attorney says the district first moved to terminate him and then changed course and now wants a 20-day suspension. Miller says all teachers should have the right to defend themselves. Teachers are put in a very, very precarious situation when they have to defend against guns or defend against students that are going to attack them. Now the coach is fighting suspension. He says he is eager to return to work. In East Point, Deidre Dukes, Fox 5 News. Deidre. Yeah, I think he did the right thing. I think that grabbing the kid and making sure she didn't do anything harm to anyone, um, and stuff like that so i mean yeah i mean he he's not right to suspend him at all because you know he's just trying to make sure no one gets hurt and stuff like that so but yeah all right what is next in the news student throws chairs at teacher here's that one some major changes are coming after students and a substitute teacher are all caught on camera throwing chairs at each other in a North Texas classroom. Take a look. This happened at DeSoto West Middle School yesterday. Because of the incident you see here, DeSoto ISD is canceling classes tomorrow. Teachers are still going to be coming in. They're required to come in and discuss changes, maybe, to improve safety on campus. Some of the changes going into effect already includes more hallway monitoring, and students will now not be allowed to use their cell phones or headphones during the day. DeSoto ISD says the incident you see here is under review. All parties will be held accountable. Yeah, you're going to have to watch the video podcast for this one because this guy is humming chairs at fucking students, and the students are humming chairs back at the teacher. So, um, yeah, I if someone was throwing chairs at me and there was about, like, maybe 12 kids in the classroom throwing chairs at me, you know, one chair to the back of the head could kill someone. So, yeah, I would, I think I would defend myself and, you know what, it's not worth risking my life to teach kids, you know. So, I mean, it's, 
just these kids are out of fucking control. I mean, they're throwing chairs at you and you got to fucking do something, defend yourself. You know, you can't just sit in the corner while the chairs are getting thrown at you and then you die. So, yeah, I, I, I think I would do the same thing. I would hum chairs at kids, even though that sounds bad, but I think I would do that. All right, we got our last story. It is an Alabama man charged with stealing a 70-ton crane. And new this morning, Chilton County deputies have arrested a man after he was caught with a stolen crane. Deputies were called earlier this week about the crane by an owner of a wrecker service. He told deputies that someone called him about selling the crane. A few phone calls later, the owner of the wrecker service determined that crane was stolen. Deputies were able to catch the suspect who was trying to sell the crane as he was trying to drive off with it. They were arrested a day later. Yeah, where where are you going to put a 70-ton crane? I mean, you can't just put that in your garage or put a tarp over it. I mean, if you knew someone in the industry that can crush it and get all the, and pay, like, scrap metal prices for it, I mean, that's the only thing you can do. You can't resell it or anything because people know that you stole it. So, I don't know. Fucking crazy. Well, that's it for the news, and that is it for this week's podcast. Uh, again, email the show, and I'll read your email. Uh, the basement, or the Bogart Podcast at gmail.com. Call into the show, 585-209-3481. Uh, yeah, and that's it for us this week, and we'll see you next week. All right, see you guys later.